Good morning. Hope I didn't scare you there. Good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It's good to be with you once again on this Thanksgiving week. It's really only one day on Thursday, but today we want to be thinking about giving thanks and what that looks like. Uh, so as you're preparing throughout this week, hopefully after today you will understand a little bit more about our relationship with God and what giving thanks may look like as you go about each and every day and then celebrate Thanksgiving in a different and more complete way this week. I want to turn your attention to the announcements. There are a couple things in here. I just wanted to uh, make note of uh, just a couple things. Uh, the Fish Pantry Thanksgiving uh, offerings. Uh, it's, today is the, the last day for that, so uh, we will be taking that uh, and to the Fish Pantry later this week in order for them to have what they need uh, for the folks that will be coming there for their meal <clears throat> this week. The men and women's uh, faith and fellowship groups, there's a couple of them meeting this week, so take note of that. Uh, and if you have not been a part of those, know that they are always open to folks uh, for them to come. It's not, they're not closed groups. Uh, so if you, you know, feel like this may be a, a nudging for you to, to be a part of those, uh, take note of that and come on out. Uh, also, this, uh, before you leave today, walk by the, the St. Paul's Christmas tree. There's still a few items left on the tree uh, for you to be able to take and buy a gift. Uh, to, to bring it back for next week. That'll be the, the time that we receive all of those gifts uh, before that we take those and for those to St. Paul's for their ministry that they have for the families that they serve. And we're a part of their uh, partnership of working with those families. So uh, before you go on your way out, pass, if you haven't done it already, take note of a couple items there in order to support that ministry. I just want to... I'm not going to speak about each one of them, but December is just right around the corner, and there are several different opportunities for us to be gathering for uh, fellowship, for uh, appreciating uh, music, uh, and just different ways. So take note of all the different ways that you can be a part of the, the Advent season here uh, at Faith Community. With that, let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship as we listen to the prayers.
Thank you, Bells. That was wonderful. (laughs) Our call to worship, if you are able, please stand for the call to worship, is printed in our bulletin. Praise God, the giver of life. Praise God, who blesses our world. Praise God, who heals our wounds. Praise God, who cares for our needs. Praise God, the giver and maker of all. We come with thanks and praise. Our opening hymn this morning is For the Beauty of the Earth. It's number 92, and we're going to be singing verses 1 through 3. seated. And then, if you would join with me in our opening prayer as printed in our bulletin, let us pray. Glorious God of abundance and life, thank you for the many gifts of our lives. Thank you for this time of worship. Thank you for your constant presence. Thank you for your healing love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In gratitude and joy, we pray. Amen. And if the children would come for children's moment, that would be great. This thing is working. Oh, it is. It is. Yay. Well, guys, there's a reading that we're going to read today. And it's one of my very favorite readings. 
And the first words are rejoice. Rejoice. It's like the other week. Uh, Suzanne had you making a joyful noise (laughs) with some pots and pans. That was fun, wasn't it? But the, the verse goes on and says, do not be anxious about anything. In other words, don't worry about anything. That's kind of hard to do. But if you take what's on your mind and in your heart that you're concerned about and take it to God and give it to him with some thanksgiving and some praise, then you're going to get some of his peace. And peace is kind of the feeling that you get when it's going to be okay. You know, it's like, it's going to be okay. That's kind of what peace feels like. Then it goes on to talk about whatever. I got this shirt at a church conference years ago, and there used to be a saying, whatever, you know, whatever. Have you guys ever said something like Like, that? Like, whatever, okay, whatever. (laughs) But this is whatever. And then on the back, it has what Paul says in his letter, which we're going to read today. Thanks. I think the print should be a little bit bigger on the back of that shirt. Yeah, the print should be as big (laughs) on the back as it is on the front. Can you all see that? I'm going to hold it. And it says, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is good, Whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, those are the things that we should focus on. Not the whatever. (laughs) So, I love my shirt, and when I wear it around, people will say to me, oh, whatever, and then I turn around and point to my back. (laughs) So, I love that verse. Okay, let's say a quick prayer. Lord, We are grateful to you for all that you have given us. We rejoice. We ask that you would be with each and every one of us as we go this week. We are especially thankful to have an opportunity to say thanks to you on this Thanksgiving Day coming up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There is children's church available that Lynn is going to be leading. If anyone wants to go to that as well. Prayer hymn is, I Need Thee Every Hour, verses 1, 2, and 4, it's number 
singing that song, I was thinking of how humble we must be when we have this on our minds of I needing thee every hour. Let's go before our Lord in prayer. Gracious and merciful God, you are always near. It is us who take our time away. It does take a, a humble within us to recognize our need. Sure, there are often things that we can do that seem as though we can do on our own. And we can do this over and over and over again. Lord, we come to different times and places and things that we realize that it would be so much easier if we would walk with you each and every hour. Lord, we think about all that is on our minds and hearts this morning. Each and every one of us has something that is on our minds, something that may be grieving us, something that may be exciting us, something that may just be just kind of a a lingering within our hearts and minds that we just don't know why it's there. Lord, we are inundated with all different kinds of information each and every moment of our days. We are human and these things impact us and we need to recognize that. And as we bring things in and we are are affected, when our hearts start to ache, when our minds start questioning and wondering, Lord, these are all times and places and things that we need to bring to you. We need to walk with you, O God. So Lord, whatever it is on our hearts this morning, if it's the concern that we have for those that are in Israel and Gaza because we see the destruction and the horror that is on the people's faces that are experiencing everything that is happening around them. Maybe it is a a shooting or something that's happening even closer to us that we see and hear about and we wonder what is going on in these places. Then we wonder, is it going to be even closer? These are all things that we can become anxious about, oh God. We think about our own families and the troubles that we may be experiencing with illness. With those that are closer and closer to the end of life and who are struggling and having different challenges that are before them. All different ways, oh God, that we try to hold these things, but we can know that through you we can trust. We can cry out with thanksgiving that you are always there. You are right there with us in the midst of any struggle, in the midst of any excitement that we may be having as we look forward to this Thanksgiving on Thursday where we hope to be able to be with family and celebrate different things with our families and friends. You are there in the midst of it all. For this, we should rejoice and be grateful in knowing that you are always in our midst. And your love is always there to give us encouragement, comfort, and peace. So Lord, may you be in each and one of our minds and hearts and give us what we need to walk with you with a sense of gratefulness and peace. And be able to rejoice with you as we cry out with our thanksgiving. 
Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are grateful. As a part of who we are in Christ, we are able to respond in various, various, many ways. One of those is through our giving as we are the church and finding ways for our presence in this community to impact the world around us. Ushers, would you please wait upon us?
Following the prayer of dedication, we will be blessing our St. Paul's offering as well. Please join me in the prayer of dedication. Lord of peace and justice, receive the gifts we bring this day as we present them as thankfulness and joy. We offer ourselves with these gifts as instruments of your witness, justice, honor, and hope. May we please you and be worthy of your never-failing love and presence with us. With thanksgiving we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. This is just a portion of our offering that we are presenting uh, to St. Paul's this week. Let us pour out a blessing upon them today. Almighty God, these gifts are before you. They are just a, a piece of what we offer to those that are in need. Lord, as we see this food go from where we have brought it from the grocery stores and we bring it here today. Lord, have a blessing be upon it that those that partake in whatever it is that they get to enjoy from this offering that they truly would understand that it comes to them with love. That it is a piece of us that is offering them just an invitation to recognize who you are, that they truly may find peace in Christ as well. So we ask this blessing to be on each and every part of our offering to those that are in the care of St. Paul's today. Lord, we just thank you for this being able to be a part of, of everything that we have going actually to the fish food pantry. And we just ask that you would use them as an extension of who we are. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
Thank you, choir and Jan. That was beautiful. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Philippians 4, 4 through 13. As I told the kids, it's one of my favorites. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Have you ever received a very generous gift from someone which was completely unexpected and you didn't know what to say or do? I have. I was starting my second year at Ashland Theological Seminary, which is my first year of being on campus. We had just moved from Circleville to Ashland leaving behind family, friends, and our church. It was hard walking away from all these people who had helped nurture my faith and encourage me when I shared with them my call to be a pastor. Before we left, the church set up an annual $1,000 scholarship for members of the church who were candidates for ordination and attending seminary. This was appreciated for sure. However, with the cost of seminary being over $45,000, the congregation was encouraged to support us on our journey any way that they were led. For a few weeks, we received several cards with 
encouraging words, and some came with gift cards, and others with monetary gifts. We were grateful for all the support that was expressed in various ways. After a a few months of being in Ashland, maybe three or four months, I, I received an unexpected call one day as I was driving home from Columbus to Ashland from work from a, a member of the church in Circleville, a friend we had partnered in ministry with for a couple of years. We shared how things were going with each other's family on the call, and then he said, my wife and I have been praying for you. And we want to give you a gift to help you fulfill your call to ministry. He went on saying, our farming operation produced a much higher yield than we were expecting. And we want to share this unexpected blessing with you. Now at this point, I was like, oh, that's so thoughtful of you. And then he went on saying, we want to give you $10,000 to go towards your seminary. And we would like to meet you for dinner and give you the check. I have no recollection of what I had to say. Or even how I made it home that day after hearing him offer me and my family such a generous gift. I was anxious about going to meet them for dinner. How could I express my gratitude? Saying thank you certainly wouldn't be enough. After they gave us the check, they said it will be thanks enough to see you following your call to be a pastor. They wanted to see it. This was such a generous gift, yet it pales in comparison to the gift we have in Jesus Christ. Through his life, death, and resurrection, we are offered a new life, a new life in him, freed from the grip and penalty of sin, adopted as children of the living God, and changed by grace, being perfected in love by the work of the Holy Spirit as we live in hope of everlasting life. This is an amazing gift of grace. This is an amazing gift of grace just that it is undeserved, it is unmerited. It is a generous gift of love given to you and to me and to all who call upon Jesus. How do we respond to this generosity? Now, last week I talked about God being worthy of thanksgiving. But today I want to talk about giving thanks to the Lord. What are some ways we can give thanks to the Lord? Words aren't enough. We need to show it by expressing our gratitude in concrete ways. You see, a grateful life in Christ should be noticeable and inviting. And as I see it, the Apostle Paul's closing words of encouragement in this letter to the Philippians are ways of giving thanks to the Lord. Now keep in mind that Paul wrote this letter from prison. 
And the Christian church, including the church at Philippi, were being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. There was tension outside and inside the church. It was a challenging time for sure. We too live in a difficult time for the church, albeit not the same. Paul's words are relevant to our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. In the midst of all that, Paul says, express your faith through giving thanks. With exclamation, Paul wrote, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now, Paul wasn't downplaying that there wasn't much to celebrate as far as their circumstances were concerned. But those things didn't prohibit them from celebrating the life they have in the Lord. You know, the sayings like a bad day golfing or fishing is better than a good day at work. Right? Well, any day we live in Christ is better than the best day without Jesus. We can rejoice in this always. We give thanks to the Lord by being joyful. And Now this isn't the, the kind of joy that we flaunt in people's faces. It is a joy that, well, it lifts the room. Regardless of what is going on in the room. Our world needs joy interjected into every facet of our existence. And we have the source of joy in us. We just have to allow ourselves to be joyful in the Lord, if for no other reason. Now, if this is hard for us, then we need to identify what is taking our joy. And invite Jesus to carry the burden. He offers that. And turn our hearts and minds towards celebrating Jesus until the joy in the Lord enters the room that we go into before we do. See, we represent Christ everywhere we go. How we interact with others impacts our witness. So Paul said, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. This is about how we present ourselves to others in light of the fact that the Lord is always with us. Maybe it will help in this case if I share some words that describe ways we shouldn't express ourselves. You see, we shouldn't be overpowering, harsh, coarse or abrasive, intense, rough, forceful, rude, oppressive, judgmental. I think you get the idea. How well do you respond to people who present themselves or anything they have to say or share in these ways? I would guess not so well. So these are all attitudes to avoid, especially if we are sharing Jesus with someone. Peter had this to say in his first letter, writing, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have or the joy that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. The effectiveness of our witness is directly related to our presentation. We give thanks to the Lord by being gentle. 
You see, being gentle is being patient and kind and pleasant and merciful, forgiving, sympathetic, even empathetic. How well do you respond to people offering you this? Perhaps a bit more receptive. Often the way we present ourselves, though, depends on how we are feeling, doesn't it? Paul advocated this. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer or petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, as, as someone who has a tendency to get anxious from rampant thoughts of the worst case scenarios that are running through my head, this has become somewhat of a life verse for me. When I am anxious, I lose confidence. When I lose confidence, I become anxious. Without Jesus as my anchor, it was a vicious cycle for me. However, when I took this passage to heart, and more importantly trusted that Jesus would give me peace, well, the anxiousness and the fear that of what could be it faded. Or it fades. We give thanks to the Lord by being faithful. See, in Christ, we live by faith, not fear. Being faithful means instead of allowing the, the rampant, anxious thoughts to run free, we turn those thoughts into faith-filled prayers. Inviting the Lord into every situation. We just refuse to walk without the confidence of the Lord, who is our advocate and our intercessor. We place our trust in the Holy Spirit to be our guide, our comfort, and our peace. Walking in faith like this, it comes with a promise of guarding our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus center of our life. You see, the Lord clarifies for us in our hearts and in our minds what is worthy from God's perspective and protects us from what isn't by transforming our thoughts and our motivations. Paul explained it this way. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. You see, generally speaking, everyone has a sense of right and wrong. Of, excuse me, of what impurity looks like. And an understanding of excellence and nobility. We know these things. The problem is because of humanity's fallen, sinful, selfish nature, even if we know these things, we aren't able to uphold them without something changing in us. Here's what we say. 
or what we should embrace. By grace through faith, we believe Jesus Christ brings about this change in us by the transforming power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. Jesus is the mold of the transformation process. Jesus is our example. The one in whom Paul imitated in his own life and offered as an example for his friends in Philippi. We can give thanks to the Lord by being Christ-like. Now that may scare us a little bit, but this just means we pay attention to Jesus' interactions in the Gospels to shape, uh, to shape us. This means we model for each other what we know to be true of Jesus. This means seasoned Christians mentor the next generation of believers. This means we heed the Spirit's corrections when we are convicted of our own behaviors. You see, we are partners in the transformation. The more we invest in it with thanksgiving, the more Christ-like we will become. What we will notice as our hearts and minds are being transformed is our concern for others. We see this is true in Paul as he wrote, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this. Through Him who gives me strength. Having concern and showing concern are two different things. Paul rejoiced when his friends in Philippi were able to show their concern for him and Christ's mission. Moving from being concerned to acting upon it is the result of the transformation of the heart and the mind. Our concern for others grows to the point that our own situation isn't our greatest priority. We are able to overcome barriers that have previously kept us from acting. This is all possible through Christ, whose Spirit doesn't only transform us, but gives us strength to be Christ's representatives wherever we may be. So make no mistake. Our hearts and our minds are being transformed to have the heart and mind of Christ. His concern is for all people to know Him as Savior and Lord. So we give thanks to the Lord by being encouraging and courageous partners in Christ's mission. Now often Philippians 4.13 is quoted like this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Without the context, we might expect Jesus to give us the strength for our purposes. However, in context, we see it's not about us. It is about living for Jesus' purposes that His strength prevails in us and we give thanks. 
Together in mission, we can encourage each other in this work that takes courage to fear a little less. To not just have concern for our neighbors, but to take the opportunity to show Jesus' love for them. We know the love of Jesus. We have experienced God's amazing grace. Christ is in us and we are in Christ. For this we are grateful. And words are not enough to show our gratitude. So let's give thanks to the Lord with our very own lives. Let's show the Lord our gratitude by being joyful, being a joyful presence wherever we are. Offering gentleness to those that we meet. Walk in confident faith, giving our fears over to the Lord. Reflecting the image of Christ more and more clearly as we mature in our faith. And be courageous as we encourage each other and our neighbors with the love of Christ. As I said before, a grateful life in Christ should be noticeable and inviting. So let's show the world how grateful we are. Amen. Please rise as we sing together, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Number 89.
triumph song of life. We have what we need within us when we call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Take that with thanksgiving and rejoice and be glad in it. Go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.